Welcome to the Theo Soul Podcast, where theology meets sociology along with a little bit of soul. I'm your host, Chad Cooper. On today's episode, we're going to talk about Get Lit Fridays. Our Theo Soul Podcast book club invites you to get lit. But in order to get lit, you need some good read. Well, we're here to try to assist you, assist in your literary adventure with some books that we recently read. And we're going to give a brief lit review. The books will cover fiction and nonfiction. Here at the Theo Soul, we're always looking for good fundamental recommendations. Remember, reading is fundamental. Leaders are readers, and it's good to be a well-read individual. For today's Get Lit Friday episode, we're going to do a recap of yours truly summer reading list of 2021. Honestly, this has been a very light summer reading list compared to last year's summer reading list recap. I only read four books. That's If you know me, that's really light. But of course, life happens. And remember, we are still living through a pandemic globally, as well as the pressures and stress that comes along with life of being a frontline worker. So we'll start with book number one. Book number one that I read, I actually started in late April. It's called Woke Church. The subtitle is An Urgent Call for Christians in America to Confront Racism and Injustice. The author is Eric Mason. So, as we think about the book, the book is uh, Woke Church. It was published October 2018. The publisher is Moody Publishers. The author, a little bit of background from him. Uh, Eric Mason is a pastor. Uh, he currently resides of a church called Epiphany Fellowship. He is an author. He is a theologian. He deals with subjects of urban apologetics. In this book about woke church, Dr. Mason called the evangelical church to a much needed reckoning. In a time when, you know, many people felt confused, complacent, or even angry, he challenges the church to be aware, be redemptive, and be active. In his chapters, he listed different sections. He called us to be aware, the church to be aware in terms of to understand that the issue of justice is not a black issue. Because some Christians, some white Christians will say, oh, that's not my cup of tea. That's y'all thing. That's not for us. Just preach the gospel. Don't dilly dally with all this other mess. But Dr. Mason challenges us, the church, to be aware, to understand that the issue of justice is not a black issue. 
It's a kingdom issue. That we should learn how the history of racism in America and in the church has tainted the Christian witness to a watching world. Dr. Mason also talked about in his book to be redemptive. That we should grieve and lament what we have lost and to regain our prophetic voice. We should call the church to remember our gospel imperative to promote justice and mercy. Because in a section when he dealt with to lament, we should take time to stop and reflect of what happened. Remember, there is a whole book of the Bible entitled Lamentations. We should lament about things that we see injustices that go on. The last section in his book, he talks about we should be active. He challenges us in the book to move beyond polite, safe conversations about reconciliation and performative acts such as what the somebody made. I'm a. I think it, it, it took place with Lecrae and the brother from Chick Fil A when he he went and ceremonially washed his feet or shined his shoes or whatever that took place. Uh, we have different. Some organization have superficial race racial reconciliation conferences, but they don't really get into the meat of it. And actually have talk about the truth. He tries to move us beyond those polite safe conversations. About reconciliation and begin to set things aright for our soon coming king. As he deals with uh, Revelations chapter 7. In Revelations uh, when he deals with that. The number that cannot be numbered. From every nation, tribe and tongue. All worship in Christ. And that we should all work together to confront racism and injustice. I would give it a, a, a four out of five. It was a very good book. I enjoyed it. Uh, let me go ahead and actually grab the book off the shelf. Just to give a quick recap of the chapters for Woke Church, it's not that long of a of a book, but it has a lot of great things. There's nine chapters in the book. As we mentioned briefly, as we just mentioned, part one is about be aware. Part two is be willing to acknowledge. Part three is be accountable. And part four is be active. In part one, chapter one deals with the church should already be woke. Chapter two is entitled, How Big is the Gospel? Justice and the Gospel. Chapter three deals with we're family, we're holy. Part two of Be Willing to Acknowledge includes chapter four, Is the Church Asleep? As well as chapter five, The Things for the Church to Lament. 
Part 3 in Be Accountable deals with Chapter 6, Reclaiming Our Prophetic Voice. And Chapter 7, A Vision for Change. Part 4 is Be Active. The Woke Church in Action. That is the title for section for chapter 8. And then finally he concludes with chapter 9 of Seeing Through the Lens of the End. Where he deals with uh, the book of Revelation and talking about uh, multi-ethnic coming together. So the second book that I read... We move from nonfiction from woke church to fiction. As I read the book called Blood Grove by the author Walter Mosley. Now, Blood Grove is an easy Rollins mystery. Easy. This is book number fifteen in the Easy Rollins mystery series. Um, we don't want to spoil anything, so please read a devil in the blues in a, a devil in the blues dress, a devil in a blue dress. That was book number one of the series of the Easy Rollins mysteries. Uh, many of you may not have actually read the book, A Devil in a Blue Dress, but you might have seen the movie. The book was adapted the book the first book in the series was adapted into a movie where academy award winning actor and one of the greatest actors of all time one of my favorites denzel washington he played easy rollins ezekiel porterhouse easy rollins so the second book it deals with, and of course, uh, Blood Grove was published February 2021. Uh, Muhalland Books is the publisher. So, here Walter Mosley, just when you thought that Easy Rollins might not get written about anymore, he comes back with this crowning achievement in which... The detective, Easy Rollins, is a is a detective. It's written with mystery and crime noir. Easy Rollins' loyalties are tested in this book, in this novel. And of course, the setting is uh, is set on the sun-soaked streets of Southern California. Uh, it's set in 1969, and of course, the flames can be seen on the horizon. Uh, protests. Is wafting up in the air like smoke through the thick air. And of course, it's post Watts. And of course, Easy Rollins is a private detective. He's a black private eye. He has a small detective agency. He has his own office. And so, he gets a visit. He gets a knock on the door. From a white Vietnam veteran. Now, Easy Rollins has a connection with him at first. Why? If you read the first books of the Easy Rollins series, Easy is a World War II military veteran. 
Now, this young man, he comes to Easy with a story that doesn't make any sense at all. In the story, he and his lover, some beautiful young woman, were attacked in a citrus grove. Hence the title of the book, Blood Grove. And so, after he and, his, and this beautiful young woman attacked in a citrus grove in the city's outskirts, so he says he might have killed a man. He might have killed a woman and his dog or missing. And so, Easy wants to turn down this, this story. He wants to turn down this case and just move on with life. But he realizes just how damaged this young vet is. Because this is set in 1969, Vietnam War. It's taking place. This is a, a young white guy. He just came back from the battle. So that's where the military bond supersedes all the consideration where Easy usually would turn down this case. So the veteran is not Easy's only unlooked for trouble in this book. Side story within the story is most of, of Walter Mosley uh, working two cases at once. Easy's adopted daughter named Feather. Uh, just read other books, especially White Butterfly, you know, to learn more about it. Uh, Easy's adopted Feather's uh, white uncle shows up uninvited. And of course, it raises all sorts of questions for Easy. Uh, and of course, Easy has forged this long relationship with Feather. But when Feather's white uncle shows up uninvited, questions starts rattling through his head. While Feather is seeing a family reunion, Easy suspects something might come up and he doesn't want Feather's heart broken. So the book, Blood Grove, I give it four out of five stars very good read it's just great writing by just brilliant the, from the brilliant mind of Walter Mosley I, I highly recommend it Blood Grove uh, it's moody, it's thrilling it, it goes through California there's hippies, there's business tycoons, there's radicals there's sociopaths there's cops, there's grifters men and women so easy will need the help of a lot of characters that Walter Mosley has created throughout not only the Easy Rollins series but his other books uh, the Fearless Jones uh, series uh, he's going to need people like Jackson Blue Mouse Alexander Fearless Jones and Christmas Black so everybody has to be on board to make sense of a case that it will reveal the darkest impulses that humans harbor. Blood Grove is a novel, it's a social call for justice by any means necessary. As I said, I gave it four, four out of five stars. Very good book, very good book. So, I read Woke Church by Eric Mason. I read Blood Grove by Walter Mosley. The third book, in my summer reading 2021 
uh, book list recap is called no you shut up and the subtitle is speaking truth to power and reclaiming America the author is Simone D Sanders so with Simone Sanders uh, just to give some details of the book uh, it was published uh, May 19 2020 uh, the publisher is Harper so in this book uh, Simone Sanders at the time she wrote this she was writing for the campaign she was working for the campaign of uh, the United States Senator from Vermont Bernie Sanders as the National Press Secretary for his presidential campaign running uh, in 2020 she then transitioned over working for uh, at the time former Vice President Joseph R. Biden. Now, currently, he is the 46th President of the United States. And currently, uh, the author, Simone Sanders, works for the office of the Vice President, Kamala D. Harris. So, this book, Simone as the title talks about no you shut up it basically challenges from her being a young black woman she challenges people who may dismiss her as being young dismiss her as being black dismiss her as being a woman and even her image being a curvy curvaceous woman with a bald or low cut fade so she talks about the challenges uh and and how people need to fight oppression and justice and inequity inequality in the workplace in the cultural battlefield and government uh, she basically gives a little bit of bio and background into who she is what she how she grew up uh how she always wanted to work in uh, communications and journalism you know dealing with how she went to move to DC from her hometown and of course she dealt with she went and talked about uh, a media appearance on I think it was CNN where she was shouted down and told to shut up by someone who didn't like what she had to say and so this book entitled no you shut up basically uh, she she's basically sharing her no her take no prisoners approach to life politics and career success um, let me also grab the book off the shelf and we'll tell you a little bit about the chapters All right, so in this section, uh, I liked how the book jacket talks about when it says many people, most notably older white men, have tried to stop Simone D. Sanders from speaking up and calling them out. But the truth is, Simone won't ever shut up, and neither should we.
In this inspiring call to action, Simone tells us about her political come up and finding her voice among those of the revolutionaries who came before her. From Fannie Lou Hamer to Maxine Waters. Through her experiences and theirs, Simone shows us again and again how being our authentic selves is an advantage. In fact, it's the only way to effectively fight ideological battles and resist those who try to silence us. No, You Shut Up is about speaking the truth and doing the work, even when they tell you that you're too young or too black, and especially if you're too loud. Because a change doesn't just happen at the ballot box or in the vacuum. We need people fighting oppression, injustice, and inequality. Whether it's in the workplace or the cultural battlefield, in government, in every corner of the world. With spirited storytelling to a voice that cannot and will not be ignored, Simone inspires us to start now. You don't need to have all the answers or wait your turn to create the change you want to see. All you need is a new toolbox, an unshakable commitment, and the confidence and guidance to wield those tools effectively. It goes on to say in the uh, book jacket preview, we are all gurus, masterminds, artists, entrepreneurs. We are the change agents we have been waiting for. It is us, and the time is right now. I know what you're wondering, but how? And we're all thinking, we don't have the answers. Simone is the first to admit, everyone is winging it one way or another. But the point is, we're all out there doing it. So get started. Open your mouth and start talking loudly. So, that was the other book that I read of the summer. And so finally, I gave it three. Well, before I move on to book four, with No You Shut Up by Simone Descent, I gave it three out of five stars. Uh, I pushed my way through. I'm just being honest. Uh, through the end, because some of it, it was a little bit of a drag, just kind of, you know, just getting through the book. Uh, but overall, it was okay. I gave it three out of five stars. So, finally, book number four Back to Fiction. So, the last book of the summer, which was The Lost Ones. By Ace Atkins. Now, Ace Atkins is an author, and The Lost Ones is part of is a Quinn Coulson novel. Specifically, it's book number two in the Quinn Coulson series. Now, uh, just some books, some details. Uh, the book was published uh, May 31st, 2012. Uh, the publisher is Putnam. Putnam Adult Publisher. Uh, it's set, the scene is set in Mississippi. So, book number one in the series is entitled The Ranger. And I highly recommend you read that book. Um, for full disclosure, I actually started reading book number nine in the series, uh, The Shameless, 
And then that got me that 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 really hooked me into the series of northern northeast Mississippi. Um, Ace Atkins is a great writer, great crime mystery novel writer, and he talked he really describes the area, uh, the good, the bad of the area of North Mississippi. You know the the nice food culture. But also the hypocrisy, the racism, and the corruption. So, uh, I highly recommend you. Uh, I read book number nine. I got introduced into it, uh, The Shameless. And then book 10, it was just a, a thriller where I just had to read book 10, which is called The Revelators. And so, book number one, it led me to read book one. So, book number one is called The Rangers. The Ranger is Quinn Colson. Um, he came back to his hometown of Jericho, Tibaha County, Mississippi. And so, with book two, The Lost Ones, is basically he's 10 years as a U.S. Army Ranger, uh, Quinn Colson. He finds his hands full as he is the. Uh, Spoiler alert if you haven't read book one. He's the newly elected sheriff of Tibaha County, Mississippi. So, an old buddy from high school named Donnie Varner uh, is running a local gun shop. He may be in over his head when uh, stolen army rifles, as Donnie Varner also served, uh, started showing up in the hands of a Mexican drug gang. At the same time as this case uh, has Quinn Colson uh, alerted a second case an abused child case pops up and so it leads Quinn and uh, his chief deputy uh, real tough some would say make you think about uh, Andy Oakley uh, his toughest nails deputy chief deputy Lily Virgil uh, deep into the heart of bootleg baby racket and a trail of darkness and death is really sad uh, of, of that side story about uh, that child abuse case. So, the two cases will collide somewhat. And Quinn and his allies are forced to realize that though they may be home from the war, that they're in the fight for their lives. So, those are the four books that I read for um, summer. Just to recap, I read four books, two fiction, two nonfiction. Uh, let's see, one of the authors is a female, the other three are male. Three out of the four authors are African American, uh, the other white. Uh, book number one. Woke Church, an urgent call for Christians in America to confront racism and injustice by Eric Mason. Book two, Blood Grove, Easy Rollins, uh, book number 15 in the Easy Rollins series by Walter Mosley. Book three, No, You Shut Up, subtitled Speaking Truth to Power and Reclaiming America. And the fourth book, The Lost Ones uh, by Ace Atkins. 
and it is part of the Quinn Coulson series. It is book number two. I hope you have enjoyed uh, Get Lit Fridays. This is our The Theo Soul Podcast Book Club. It invites you to get lit, but in order to get lit, you need some good read. So, we're here to help you, try to assist you in your literary adventure with some books that we recently read. And so, we're going to give you, we gave you a brief lit review. So, the books, they covered fiction and nonfiction. As always, here at the Theo Soul Podcast, we're always looking for good recommendations. Remember, reading is fundamental. Emphasis on fun. Remember, leaders are readers. And it's always good to be a well-read individual. We hope you enjoyed another episode of the Theo Soul Podcast, where theology me sociology along with a little bit of soul i'm your host chad cooper you can find this podcast and listen to it on many platforms such as anchor spotify google Podcasts, breaker and radio public if you wish to donate to the podcast you can do so via my cash app you can look up my tag my handle which is dollar sign cj cooper 22 you can follow me on social media on Facebook. Look me up, Chad Cooper, on Instagram and Twitter. You can look me up at CJ Cooper929. We hope you enjoyed the episode, The Oso Podcast. Good night and God bless. Take care. <laughs>